David said, I'm not going to join this arkless worship. Where is the ark? They say it's in the house of Abinadab. I mean, this thing's been there for 20 years as a minimum. And the people are just going through the routine of worship. That's the way churches are in America. We go through the, we brag about how many members we have. But God is nowhere near. There's no prayers answered. No miracles. No signs and wonders. And everybody just... I'm happy with a pep talk. Amen. So when I get up, and they say, well, yeah, we have our own church. What's, what's happening there? What's at the altar? He says, no, I'm going to go get the ark of God. I am not going to sit on this throne as king. David did not know that Jesus would sit on his throne. He said, but I cannot be king without the ark of God on seat because God is the strength of my life. I don't have any other power. I told you without the word of God, I have no authority over you. I can't make you do anything. It's your submission to the word of God that gives me authority. But if you're your own man, who cares? I won't even bother. Because I know even God could not tame man. He couldn't stop Adam from joining his wife. Nobody can make you. You're free to do as you please. But at the end of the day, when you kneel down to pray, you will know what you've done to yourself. Because God will not respond. God will not respond. But now, here comes the development of the message as I write this up. Watch. David had zeal, but not according to knowledge. And last Sunday, God showed us that he saw that the Philistines made a brand new car with young cows and put the ark on it. And they said, now, if this ark goes on his own to the way of Beth Shemesh, the Bible said, towards Israel, then we know that the ark is the source of all the pestilence we have been enduring. But if it wanders away another way, then we know the ark is not what caused all our problems. And they put the ark on this kind or this young cows. And under the anointing, Hallelujah. These are the things that excite me when I read my Bible. If a cow can find its way with the glory sitting on it, I know somehow, some way, with the glory on me, I will find my way. Glory to God. (laughs) Hallelujah. That's why Jesus rode on oxen. Because most of us are mules. Hallelujah. 
We are so stubborn. But he can ride on you. And you will act right. Hallelujah. I decree by my faith that all you meals in this house will eventually act right. In Jesus' name. Watch. So, David assumed that that's the way to carry the ark. Isn't that what the church is going through? Whatever the world is doing, the church just copies. A few years ago, have you noticed that the darker the world gets? You see it on television. They shoot movies now, almost in the dark. Have you noticed? And you know, many churches, they started doing that. Whatever the world does, they just start doing it. Here, I notice I'm preaching. As soon as the glory comes on me and I start thundering, the young lady at the control room will shoot me with a side camera where I'm looking away into the boonies instead of talking to the people because that's what they started doing out there. I corrected her privately. Mm -mm. I corrected her privately. Mm -mm. Then finally, I did it publicly. She left the church. Isn't that what they all do? Just correct one, any person. One time, that's it. She's not going to change. And she left and went to another church. I said, go, go where you can mess with the glory because there's no glory. Amen. And so you guys can do whatever you want. Don't you see? Every church you go now, everybody has to have, you know, the, you, you've seen this. This is a message board that's, that was split up. <laughs> they, everybody has a message board and a, a video wall. <laughs> so from the ground up, and it looks nice, and we have all these projections and all. But God said to me, all I want is a red curtain and a cross. <laughs> when people are trying to figure me out, I say, you can't figure me out by the numbers. You don't, can't figure out where I get my money. It's super natural. <laughs> but the day you mess with this thing, this place will run dry. Amen. But God said, this is all I want for you. Red cross and a curtain. That's how you serve God. You don't come with your own agenda. You find out what the glory wants. You give it what he wants. Boom. <laughs> you will overcome generational devils, people, and their shenanigans, and all kinds of craziness. Do you know what it takes for you to carry glory? So David went and put the ark on a cart. And unfortunately for Abinadab, two of his sons were driving it. One in the front, one following. And you must know in life, no matter who you are, no matter how holy you are, no matter how right you are, yeah. the ark will stumble. Something will happen that will shake the thing. And when it's shaking, that's when what you have been all these years will show up. Because when it's shaking, you won't be able to trust God to handle it. You will jump in and handle it yourself. And that's when the glory takes you out. And I'm telling you these things. Before the stadium crusades begin. 
Because I told you last Sunday, I went back and watched it earlier this morning. I said, once I finish this teaching, this series, something will begin to happen. That's something. I don't know the exact timing, but that something is an intensifying of God's glory among us. And God said to warn the people, otherwise you're going to have funeral. Warn the people, because when I draw closer to you, the glory tolerates nothing. It's either God gets contaminated or you get mowed down. So I'm giving you instructions beforehand. You notice? This is the pattern. I would teach and explain and all of that. And then finally somebody goes up and does exactly what I've been wanting you to do. And they said they didn't hear it. Like the lady told me, she never heard of taking the wrong. The husband said, honey, we have tapes on it. How could you not have heard it? She handed me a book. Beware. Uh, uh, what did it say? Beware of pastors that scatter the sheep. So she, with her arrogant self, she stormed out of my office. I asked the husband, is God telling you to leave the church? He said, no, but I'm standing with my wife. I said, who told you that you're supposed to stand with your wife? Your wife is supposed to be following you. Hallelujah. Hmm? So they left. I don't know how long it was, and I went to Nigeria. And all of a sudden, I get a text message that the woman has died. And that's, that's what I said. This is not stupid. This is stupid. <laughs> so I'm warning you now beforehand. <laughs> because I've even said, if you don't want this realm of glory, then return to Mount Hermon, Mount Nebo. Mount Ephraim, or whatever mount you want to go to, where the, the guy will come and talk and hoop, and you'll get excited. You know, oh, he was sure good today. What did he say? I don't know, but he sounded good. And go on back there. Don't lose your life fooling with the glory. In Jesus' name. So David did not go in the world to find how the ark should be transported. And he started moving the glory. He was well-intentioned, but still wrong. My job is to teach you about the glory that is resident on me. How you honor it. How you offend it. It's not for you to tell me. Is for you to listen to me and follow what I'm telling you before you lose your life. You don't do things to offend the Holy Ghost. You cannot treat the glory lightly. He will not accept it. Listen. Watch. Exodus 25, verse 13. This is where it, it was written. Or it is written. And David did not go to look it up. Just as most of us do. We carry around our Bibles. But we don't know what's in it. 
And when I start telling you what's in it, you think I'm making it up. Watch. Exodus 25, 13. And thou shalt make staves of shittim wood and overlay them with gold. And thou shalt put the stoves into the rings by the sides of the ark, that the ark may be born. You notice? He said, you make rings on the side of the ark. You make these, let me just call them sticks. Eh? You overlay with gold. He said, that's how you carry the ark. And usually, it's on the shoulders of the priests. But they were so far gone from the reality. Otherwise, that guy over there in Decatur will not be there saying all these stupid things he's saying. He was even suggesting that you cannot uh, be preaching, you know, uh, celibacy and all these things. That that thing, those things were for our generation, for this new generation, it, it cannot apply. Yeah, that's how they feel churches. <laughs> then he said that he was apologizing on behalf of all pastors, how we have been injurious to the LGBTQ plus community. It's only when he wakes up in hell that you he will discover that the word of God says if you add to it, the curses on this book will, will get on you. If you take it off, it will, the same thing will happen. I remember saying, how can a man leave his church to come to new birth because it's bigger? I said, there is no thing you can give me that will make me live resurrection. How? Impossible. I don't even know who I am. Every time I walk in here, he's here waiting on me. Hallelujah. He's my father. He's the one fathering me, clothing me. What would I look like going to a place where I'm hired? Where are these uh, demons or deacons or whatever you call them? Can, can hire you and fire you. When you preach what they don't want, they put the padlock on the door. Hallelujah. A guy came here and preached to us. And he was highly regarded. And then when he left, God said to me, the people you bring here to preach are hindering you. I said, really? He said, yeah, their service may even be anointed. But you don't have eyes to see that they are hindering you. And I was wondering, what in the world? What that mean? <laughs> <laughs> eh? Watch. And I went to speak at that convention, and God gave me a message on black America. You remember that? Yeah. And I had a whole PowerPoint. And he said to me, anybody that gets up to speak and speaks against what I just told you to tell black America. He said the minister went. I was thinking that their church will disintegrate or close down. And I finished preaching the night before, 
And we went to the convention the next day, and the guy got up and started preaching against what I preached. And he was the one that was here. That's when I started adding two and two. So I said, okay. I'm thinking that I will hear something. Maybe his church has scattered or whatever. I look up. The man died. The man died. And then the church scattered. I didn't know he was that backward spiritually. How are you going to be ordaining apostles inside the church? How can a man be an apostle sitting in the pew? They think it's a social promotion. An apostle is a sent one. A father over churches. These are deacons and ministers. Church scattered. Even his family would don't go to the church. And the reason I remembered it was that the, the, the one faction went and put a padlock on the door <laughs> so that people couldn't even attend Sunday service. And that's who I let come to preach to me. He said, the people you are letting come here to preach are hindering you. You don't have eyes to see. He died. He thought he was American politics. Like some of you, when I'm preaching, you're busy, you know, being the authority to yourself and, you know, comparing what I'm preaching, whether you agree or not. Where have you been? In the realm of glory. Look at this. And thou shalt make staves of shittim wood and overlay them with gold. And thou shalt put the staves into the rings by the sides of the ark, that the ark may be born with them. The staves shall be in the rings of the ark. Come on. One to go. They shall not be taken. He said, you cannot remove that thing. You see, that's why when the glory gets strong, you better be a student of the Bible. So you know what can take you out or what can bless you. God said, you never remove that stuff. Of course, you know, for you to put it on the ark, they probably removed it and held it on the side so it would not slip off. Nobody went to the world to see what happened or how it should be carried. That's why I've called this message glory, etiquette, or protocols. Let's go back to our story again in 2 Samuel 6. And it was told King David, verse 12, saying, The Lord had blessed the house of Obedidom and all that pertained to him. That pertained unto him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obedidom into the city of David with gladness. All right. He was checking me. I was wondering why. Okay, he wants me to go back and read what happened. Okay, so let's go to chapter 6. It's the same chapter 6. Just back up a few verses. Verse 5. And David and all the house of Israel played before the Lord on all manner of instruments, made of fir wood, even on harps, and on psalteries, and on timbrels, and on cornets, and on cymbals. And when they came to 
nay construction floor, Uzzah put forth his hand to the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen shook it. Uh -huh. The oxen shook it because the oxen is just treading the terrain. So it's just like a, a cow, you know, experiencing gallop. Isn't that what we call it? Overseas, because look at Americans looking at me, because you don't know what gallop is, you're riding good roads. Come to Nigeria. <laughs> Hallelujah. Boom. Boom. Uh -huh. Then when you come back from your trip, you kiss the ground. And thank God that you are born in America. Hallelujah. So when the thing staggered, the ark was about to fall. And Uzzah was doing what every other human being was doing. You see why, why Fred messing with the glory is dangerous. So he ran and caught the ark. He should have let the ark fall. And then God would have told David, you better go back and see what I said. Because if you touch it, you're dead. You have to go summon the priest to come and bail you out. Uh -huh. That's why I had a brother of mine, every time I show him the scriptures, because it means he will have to submit to me. He said, the priesthood of all believers. That's okay, but when you need a breakthrough, you remember that I'm an apostle. I said, what happened to the breakthrough of all believers? Then go ahead, get it done. Since we're all the same. I said, he said that you are kings and priests unto God, meaning you are granted access to God. You can worship God yourself. But when it comes to God or representing God to men, God has to choose you and give you an office, Amen. give you angels. <laughs> Have you encountered the angels of resurrection? Amen. What did God say to you in the earlier part of this service? He said that the glory you just received, eh? He said, he will send an angel. See, most of you have even forgotten. He will send an angel to carry out the mandate. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. You ought to thank him for it again because you have already forgotten. Thank him for it. Hallelujah. For miracles wrought by angels, for signs and wonders wrought by angels, something will happen, will break for you this week. In the name of the Father, Son Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. The desire for the glory is the first step. But the second step is to make sure that you are a student of the Word of God so that the glory of God drawing near us will not become injurious to us. The other side of this was that Abinadab hosted the ark of God in his house for at least, at a minimum, 20 years. And with the ark present in the man's house, there was no record that he was blessed. Yet the ark of God that took care of the entire nation was in his house. But during this transport from his house to the tabernacle, Wrongly so, Uzzah died in the process. And Obedidim, the Gittite, 
the foreigner that joined serving the Lord our God received the ark into his house. In 90 days, everything changed. I have seen this happen. Where the glory of God is flowing in this ministry, but people are here every weekend can't receive it. It doesn't change anything in their lives. It doesn't do anything. Why is that? That's the question you need to be asking God. What is the problem? He disagrees. He disagrees. He's telling you he disagrees. That's an amazing thing. 90 days. Because Obedidam was willing to risk his life for the glory. God honored him and blessed him. And when David heard it, he said, mm -mm, I need to go get the ark. Even if it costs me my life. Yes, that's how you desire and move into the realm of glory. You should desire, I'm not going to worship again without the glory. I'm not going to preach again without the glory. I'm not going to sing again without the glory. I'm not going to pray again without the glory of God being present. The manifest presence of God is your greatest testament. That's what you need. Without his presence, Moses said, don't carry us, Lord. I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> I'm always watching for God. I'm always watching for God to make sure he's still with me. Because, you know, his parents left the temple in Jerusalem and went all the way for three days and did not know that he stayed back. You don't want that to happen to you. Fight for it. Amen. Be willing to stay in church longer. Go to church for God. Don't go to church to fulfill your Sunday obligation. Go to church for God. <laughs> a guy came here. He was owed all kinds of money. He gave me a seat. Within the week, God released all the debt owed to him. And all of a sudden, he got prideful. <laughs> because uh, he said he didn't know when the church would end. Why are you in a hurry for the church to end? And uh, somebody had said something out of order while we were doing a prayer meeting. And, and it created a breach. All the sons of God in the room felt grieved. And he said he disagreed with how the young man was answered and left the church. I just laugh at people. Go back to your life of struggles and blockades and blockages and closed doors. But you have God manicured into your time frame. We flow in the glory. We don't have to get big, but we are getting the job done. Amen. I celebrate it. I wear it if... if you know, the lack of sizes, the whatever, hand, wear my lack of it as the badge of honor and keep serving God joyfully. Amen. Greater things are about to happen in Jesus' name. You should have that same desire, that same thirst, that same quest for God's glory, for his presence, for his miracles in Jesus' name. Where a Gideon's army, get my daughter's CD, let there be light. Go to the website and download the conquest messages. They will transform your life. Amen. Join us September the 10th for All Nations Sunday. Hey, hey, glory. We thank God for the glory being made manifest. That glory is working for you now. Hey, I know he's on me as I'm ministering to you. Receive him in Jesus' name. Amen. You saw the demonstrations and service. That's the way it should be. God testifying that he's among his people. We love you, beloved. 
Don't get deceived by the imitation. Go for the real. In Jesus' name. Amen. See you tomorrow.